Welcome, dear viewers, uh, to our live conversation on a letter to the India. Uh, more and more people understand today that we need a global change of our society's format to the creative one. Uh, but how do we envision the creative society? And do we want this change? Millions of people around the world are already acting. And today we are going to find out the vision of our special guest. My name is Olga. I'm going to host this interview with you and my co-host is Tatiana. Hello. Greetings. Yes, so I'm very honored to introduce our special guest today, Delisha Raksha Chabria. Uh, she is a young and mindfulness and emotional coach for children and teenagers. It's a very interesting uh, sphere of activities, I think, to work with such a problematic uh, group of uh, our society, so to say, to, to my mind, it's quite problematic, not very simple. So, uh, uh, Ms. Delisha, our first question to you is, as a yoga and mindfulness coach for children, uh, can you uh, elaborate a little bit on the peculiarities of working with these uh, age groups uh, and uh, what inspires you to work with youngsters? Okay, so in my opinion, yoga and mindfulness for kids is completely different from the adults. It's literally like poles apart, like, you know, with adults, it's very serious and number based and the breath and everything. And with the kids, we bring in a lot of fun and dynamism to this whole thing, like, you know, so we bring in stories, we bring in songs, and everything is braced around a central theme of movement, of course. And uh, we throw in a lot of fun. So, for example, if we have to do a plank pose, you know, which we all do in our gyms, like, you know, and we all are aware of how hard it is to hold ourselves in the plank, you know, and we are literally on the time, like, you know, okay, how many seconds and how many minutes and our entire concentration. And then we start feeling the aches and pains of it, like, you know. But with the kids, we bring in... Uh, this whole plank pose with a game, with teams, okay? So the whole focus is shifted from the ache and pain to holding the pose to the whole thing of fun and winning and challenge and laughter. Of course, they are laughing at each other, somebody who's falling and again coming up and all the things that happen with it, you know? So in this whole small game and exercise also, we are somewhere changing the inside. You know, when you're having fun and laughter, you're not thinking about what you are going through, what you are holding, as opposed to the fun and laughter and the togetherness you have over there, you know. So it's a very small thing, but... Uh, in that whole fun, we are definitely changing the inside at every angle. So it's very fun and uh, like laughter based also, I would say. But also, I would like to add that just because we are having fun doesn't mean we are not working hard. Okay. And the whole mindset of the adults is, oh my God, it's all about fun. So you don't have to see people bogged down and stressed and... Uh, you know, we're full of negative feelings and hard to cope up and stuff like that. You can literally have fun doing hard work. It's ultimately a mindset. Okay. And we take this mindset bit very seriously. 
but uh, when you were telling this, it's real. It sounds really great, and would like to. I would also like to try it this way. Absolutely. But, yeah, and that is a question. Why can't uh, these techniques be used in working with adults? For example, I think adults also want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. While doing hard tasks. No, but then the whole thing that when you come to a yoga class, the expectation is just that you got to do certain rites and rituals and go. You know, which yeah. is not what we target with kids. So you will love doing or you will pursue what you want, like to do and have fun with. So our first step towards kids is to make them have fun with these things. The minute they have fun and they enjoy, eventually they will pursue it because mm -hmm. they've understood the nuances and they've understood what it takes. And we bring in mindfulness through like, you know, short fairy tales. So we just bring in mindful, like simple story, like a hare and tortoise, you know, we would bring in like, what was the perception of the hare? Why did the tortoise do this? What made them do? What do you think you would have done in that position? And it's, uh, you know, we should come out of this whole thing of labeling that if you are slow and steady, you will win. And if you are fast, you will not win. So these are just beliefs coming in from uh, small stories also that we've heard, you know. And that's not true. Because yeah. each human being functions at his own pace. All right. And just thanks. And it is so great to find an approach uh, Uh, to every person and personally I agree totally with Tatiana I would also join such a class because I think that this uh, humor based and fun this is something that we lack as adults and we often yes. start to think that having fun it, it is not serious it is not adult you should not behave yes. childishly but uh, yes. maybe with this with such an approach we would uh, get rid of so many problems especially emotional problems and it is so great Uh, but it is also so beautiful that even teenagers are interested in yoga and they also can understand fundamentals of uh, emotional well-being and so on because they're also humans like maybe small humans but but still and Absolutely. as they're working yeah as they're working with so many different people um what can you say who is a real human because in the creative society uh, human is a fundamental unit a central one and in your opinion what are conditions necessary to bring up real humans in our society so i would say if we could uh, you know inculcate bringing up humans and especially kids you know when we start you know we are all conditioned in somewhere at our age and of course to recondition ourselves is a process that we are all involved in today with all the awareness coming in and thanks to the creative society bringing in that to a large audience of people. But uh, for kids, I would just say, you know, responsibility taking and accountability towards yourself first and then towards the others. You know, I would like to give a simple example when like in my class, you know, when two kids just fight and argue with each other and, uh, Then, you know, as a coach, when you intervene, that what happened, like, you know, and each one is only playing the blame game, right? I mean, you know, as kids, they are only telling this one did this. So I did this. He did this first and I did this second. I mean, that's the whole battle. 
but then when we sit and we write what did you do in this okay mm-hmm. of course one is wrong and the other has only reacted you know so adults we know that but when for children we tell them what did you do in this to create this problem so i'm sure one is 90% wrong and the 10 is obviously the reaction but when they both take accountability of what they have done okay they both understand that somewhere they both were wrong of course in different equations and variations and all of that but it's easier to come to a solution and they themselves usually understand it if not fully but with assistance but they do like you know that whole acceptance and acknowledgement of themselves is already there which is half the battle one i feel you know so i mean yeah like you know and also once they are self acknowledging themselves as also self introspection throughout like when you are acknowledging and understanding something you're also you know self introspecting and reflecting and all of that is a back end process going on in your mind all the time so again you are changing from within and automatically that acceptance comes and automatically you get together and resolve the issue so i think even from the creative society perspective point of view if we address an emotional issue from the space of a feeling or an emotion it just gets easier to understand the outer problem better you know yeah. so this i think if we bring up the kids with responsibility and this continuous acknowledgement acceptance and forgiveness is an auto measure that just comes about then you know as a reform the entire society if we like the yes. same as we are playing blame game between children or adults or now a job or, or in family we can yes. stop playing blame game at the level of the entire society like stop blame, playing blame game between countries for example you took a piece of my land and it is really if we consider it the same childish game absolutely absolutely it's something so so small but so so hard i don't know like you know it's just become a vicious circle of materialism yeah and again it comes from the childhood yeah so we just use the same patterns in our adult yes. life and the, the question is have we grown up or not yes so, absolutely yeah. absolutely like you know that's yeah. because we are you know so conditioned to only look at the outside we don't even think about what our feeling is what made us do this yeah right and again that is why a uh, uh, human is a fundamental unit of the society that uh, that everything starts from a human right that yeah. everything starts from this one cell let, let's say so yeah over bigger yeah. O- organism yeah? yeah so and if we are aware and mindful yeah and uh, really work on ourselves and develop then it will be reflected in the outside the same absolutely. way absolutely absolutely yeah. and uh, speaking about the creative society i would like to ask you now we have already understood that uh, to uh, live a good life i mean 
in the on the whole planet yeah we need to change this format of the society so how do you envision uh, the society of a new format uh, a creative society how do you envision it what is a creative society for you so i would say a creative society will uh, you know be something that looks at its you know each individual is empowered to look at their own actions you know and when few human beings start looking at themselves you know that is when we are bringing about accountability responsibility and that one change in each individual will bring about a change in the society at large you know so if we are talking of family i feel even if one person in the family eats breathes and sleeps wellness and emotional well-being like truly madly i'm sure it'll it'll spread right it will spread there is no other way it's a tough path it's easier for the kids to just follow the worldly ways and environment they are living in because it's about the whole you know and it's more influential than that one now person okay but eventually it will mm-hmm. eventually it will so i just feel that uh, you know uh like if you talk this is about a personality also i would say when we are talking of the creative society we are also talking of people with different personalities you know and then when we talk of personality building we're talking about changing the micro so we've all heard the saying that you know life is made up of small things and somewhere we have also used this proverb or a saying in some creative writing essays or in a talk or you know everywhere but do we really live by this simple saying of life is made of small things no we don't we absolutely do not so we always think that oh my god i've got to fix this one big problem like you know but we don't look at the micro angle of it like you know so i feel if we fix the micro if we fix our emotions if we fix our feelings if we f- fix our interpersonal relationships then the macro is literally auto corrected it has to fall in place there is no other way than to fall in place yeah. so i mean according to me that would be uh, envisioning a creative society where people are aware where people are conscious where people are thinking like inside out and yeah. also like a simple example i would give here is of an apple tree so if you have a tree in your garden and you are constantly bearing uh, bad fruits mm-hmm. what would you do you just go and spray it with pesticides or you cut off a few branches or you throw away a few fruits but still you do not get good fruits year after year you are in the same position it is only and you can't see the roots so somewhere the seeds mm-hmm. are bad or the soil is not good and the roots are not nourished enough 
And that's why this whole problem on the outside of the tree. So when we sow in new seeds, change the soil and, you know, nourish it well, put it in a place of sunlight, water it well, then we get good fruits, which is yeah. the macro picture. So we've just fixed the micro and the macro has got, uh, you know, better on its own. Yeah, so we have this uh, shift from inside to outside nowadays. Yeah, that there's something wrong with the society or with people around, but not with me. Yeah, so yeah, yes. so uh, conditions are not uh, good enough for me to to be a part of the creative society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, there is no creative society. I'm not a part of it. Yeah, but the <laughs> problem is that firstly, you you should become a citizen of the creative society, and then it will manifest itself, so to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, see, you know, with uh, kids. So, as a coach, like you know, I would you know, walk into my class and, uh, you know, I would tell them that this is, you know, what I did today and I goofed up and uh, I did this wrong, you know. I mean, so the kids automatically feel a little more empowered and they feel, oh, my teacher did something wrong today. So, you know, they also get a message that in this space, we are all vulnerable and we are all somewhere in that zone like pendulums you know so nobody is perfect okay but we got to seek assistance seek guidance realize what we are wrong with and uh, leave apart our hierarchies and uh, the positions or the materialistic things that we hold i mean you know from the emotional and the feeling space we all are at the same level like you know maybe some more awakened and some yet on the path to be there but yes and to understand that your teacher is also a human and not some superpower person yes. um, yeah and but the also... confidence that the kids mm -hmm. get when you talk to them mm -hmm. you know and they also then come out with what wrong did they do today and what happened and you know oh. then the whole then you're bringing in that self-introspection and reflection you know it's a very automated process and then it just keeps cycling itself you know like once you start on it then it becomes a habit and it habits become character and all of that like you know and then we, we are conscious human beings you know and that's how we bring up a creative society like you know we are not uh, inboxed and within the framework of materialism things only it belongs to all we all have certain feelings and rights on it like you know and you're showing example and that is the most important that you are starting with your own example and not waiting for others to to show uh, and also you made such a good point about like this example with the seeds and soil. And uh, of course we need to have like good seeds, but also we have to form this uh, good environment because I believe that like every child, every person is a good seed, like originally, but uh, maybe there are some distorted. Okay. But basically it is the environment and these conditions that we are put in that sometimes like corrupt people and, that is also one of the 
our stimuli to build a creative society because changing the conditions, we can change a lot in our society. And to build it, we need to be united by one goal. And a basis of building for such a society is the eight foundations of the creative society that you already uh, like checked. And these foundations were formed as a result of thousands of interviews and social surveys with people in more than 180 countries. And during so this research was being done over the years by volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement. And of course, our viewers can check this article on the website alatraunites.com. And these are also our foundations. And we would like to hear like your comments about the Creative Society and, like, and specifically about these foundations. Uh, if when we implement these foundations in our life, how this can change the life of every person or the whole society? Uh, so I would say, you know, uh, we have to bring this change about in our education system. Okay, like I said, you bring up kids with the soul, uh, the core being responsibility taking and accountability, being one, like, you know, and accountability to your own feelings and then to people around you. So sometimes people ask me what is wellness and uh, emotional uh, well-being at a preschool level or, you know, or at an elementary school level, like, you know. And I would say it starts right there because a lot of our fairy tales also promote wrong things. You know, for example, Snow White. And I mean, you know, I don't want to play the blame game or quote names and stuff, but we got to look at the wellness perspective of it. You know, like a lot of labeling and conditioning and, you know, you have to be pretty and all those things start from there and how we are going to bring about another perspective a real perspective to it also has to be taught at that age because if they can grasp this they can also grasp that so it's about inculcating the right thing lot of uh, you know affirmations and songs which have positive messages and if we start uh, those kind of things with the kids it just sets into them, gets into their belief system. And uh, yeah, you know, and it is good from there on. Like, you know, uh, it helps. Also, I see like a lot of, uh, you know, teenagers. Like, you know, today we have a uh, lot of, uh, you know, teenagers and teachers telling them that, you know, uh, you research and you figure the answers, you know. But I feel it's fantastic to self-research and to get options uh, to problems or issues and solutions. But the options need to be sorted and filtered by an adult. Okay. Also, they need to understand what, uh, what result will each option bring to them and what would be the best so that kind of uh, guidance and filtering is still definitely needed. And uh, sadly, teenagers are relying on Alexa and Siri and gadgets and whatnot for all those things. And that's where uh, that human touch connection 
trust i would say you know trust and belief and a lot of those things are getting lost and hence we have problems we have drug abuse you know which is nothing but uh, addressing an emotional need we have suicides simply because teenagers have given their own power of happiness or well-being to someone else i mean which is the biggest crux that our education system should be focusing on today that your entire well-being and wellness comes out of empowering your own self so empowerment of a human being definitely comes from education and this is where we need to i mean you know we really need to touch upon this like you know yeah i think okay. uh, yeah thank, thank you very much uh, so uh, thank you for your understandings and uh, such uh, great ideas about also the development that it all depends on us it's really so so and um, uh, for before the next question we would like to show you a short video which is from our global conference that we had on the 20th of december 2020 let's watch a short cartoon Firstly, and then we'll discuss it. Elephants are habituated to a rope since childhood. First, they are tied to a tree, and an elephant calf, trying to escape, understands that the rope is many times stronger than him. Then, already being a grown-up elephant, he no longer even makes attempts to become free, because he understands that the rope, which is stronger than him, will win anyway. And when already a human who, well, the strength of a human and an elephant is incomparable, but an elephant still submits to a human and follows him with his head down, is the same in human society. The whole point, imagine, an ordinary human, skinny and little, is leading an elephant on a rope. Why? Because the elephant believes that the rope is holding him. Friends, we have the same thing. Nothing is holding us, except our imaginary rope. And I would simply like to say, friends, let us stop being stupid elephants and let's become humans. Yeah. Uh, let's become humans. <laughs> It's a, such an interesting phrase, yeah? So, how can the educational process contribute to the understanding that we are humans, that each person is valuable, and how to bring this awareness that we as humans can do a lot and the fate of the society is in our hands and everything depends on us? So, like I said, that, you know, bringing, I would say also teaching the kids, uh, you know, to look at, so let's say if two people are angry or fighting, like, you know, and we, if we only teach our kids to look at the emotion or the feeling behind the anger and not look, so it's like looking at the feeling and not the behavior. If we can separate the two. And look at why is he angry? Like, you know, is he wanting love? Is he wanting, uh, you know, is he feeling lonely? What is the need that is making this the cause? Looking you know, deeper. So, mm -hmm. Yes. So if we try to see like in simple words, just a feeling, like what is he seeking emotionally to 
bring about this if we can just see that and address that and if we continue this process we can probably see that why today everybody is fighting over a piece of land or over whatever what is the need behind it what is the need this is the symptom this is something we are seeing and what is that intangible that we can't see so if we try and see that intangible and maybe just acknowledge or you know address that i think every human being today just needs the fact that you have acknowledged his feeling or addressed is is half the battle won so sometimes people say oh my god so magical how did you know how did you know i was feeling this no it's not how did i know there could be different feelings i'm just trying to ask you what are you feeling because you are behaving like that you know but uh, yeah but people don't really understand that today so i think building uh, that kind of compassion you know to look beyond the tangible the tangible is the anger so to look beyond the tangible into the intangible space you know and bring about a change there is mm-hmm. like a fantastic way of building a community and you know and from that space of compassion also today uh like i would touch upon the teenagers you know who are applying to universities and stuff so people are shifting universities also are interviewing kids and uh people ask me why did you get rejected so it's not just about your marks or your certificates or about your achievements it is also building a community mindset you know do you have what it takes to build a community different kinds of people you know different skill sets are you compassionate enough to uh, encompass all of it in you around you can you bring these all together to bring uh, to build a society i would say you know yeah so, of course education is a process of building like personalities developing personalities but ultimately it is the process that creates their society yes. um of course and uh for our humanity like first we need to become uh, the united humanity Mm, today has the mindset of a consumerist and a consumerist person and consumerist society is everything is to me and i do not think about others about nature about other countries and it is the same whether in india or any other country and yes. like at all levels but how uh, how do we need like we need to become the humanity of creators and we name it the creative society and how can we cre- become this society of people who are creating and not only consuming uh so how do you understand how can we become this creative society uh so again i would say that you know if every uh, if every house or every parent takes upon this a uh, whole thing of bringing this amazing creative chance to their kids you know you know to build up and look look at their own 
micro feelings or emotions like you know and not just look at the macro yes you need to achieve i agree you need money to pay your bills you i mean you know a hug is not going to pay your bills a hug is not going to help you survive so we all know all those kind of things but when your micro as in your emotional and feelings get fixed get empowered you are a strong person from within the storms and uh, all these problems are not going to shake you up teenagers are not going to commit suicide so today there you know if i talk about teenagers who end up giving up their lives and who have everything great going for them materialistically you know okay then what is it that has driven them to this end then what is it that kept them unhappy what is it that kept them lonely you know so there are a whole lot of emotional needs that need to be addressed so i feel uh, building up the creative society would uh, mean giving your micro uh, needs like you know your emotions you know which for us are the last of the things that we address or we build on should actually be the first should actually be the first and all these things will just fall into place most of them will yes absolutely right so when we become the citizens of the creative society we will live in it actually yes. and so i do one simple exercise i would like to give you an example of you know with my with my kids like you know okay you're having a small birthday party and your guest list is limited to five people only you know so right five people you would definitely want to call for your party and then i tell them right five people you wouldn't want to call for your party you know and then we have the two lists and they are like why why i'm like no first you give me the list and then we shall discuss it you know and uh, then we look at both so why do you want the five people is because they meet your emotional needs you know and the five people you don't want is they don't meet your emotional needs you know so i feel like bottom line everything just comes out to that and then when you explain to them and then also stir them up okay now how do we need to uh change this within yourself and then the self introspection and reflection and all of that it's a fun exercise for the kids but brings in so much awareness and with this whole awareness also comes the clarity you know there's a lot of clarity in uh, thought because there's a lot of sorting and filtering that you go through to write these things that who you want and who you don't want and why you want and why you don't want like you know and uh, yeah i mean so and delisha and i wanted to ask do children uh, uh, do this uh, self introspection with pleasure do, can they do it because for me it seems to be like a, an exercise for for grown ups <laughs> no so this is a fun way of doing it i mean you know, the self introspection comes automatically when you are writing who you want and who you don't want for your birthday party okay mm -hmm. and then why you want and why you don't want you know mm -hmm. 
and why you don't want could also mean that they don't want due to one particular incident that happened with one friend maybe a year back you know and they have still not forgiven so then they we also release the blocks and you know like it's such a fun process and you do so many things in a mindful way like you know mm-hmm. and this is mindful living because you're connected all the time every time it's not about few moments that you're closing your eyes and sitting in silence and thinking of something it's not that it's that you're conscious continuously mm-hmm. it's an ongoing process within you it's like breathing you're unconsciously breathing so you're unconsciously also doing this but it becomes unconscious and a reflex only after practice and for example uh, like what is the end of this exercise uh, do they finally invite all the 10 people <laughs> or how, how how is it or they just uh, so some have mm-hmm. a list of more than 10 <laughs> more, more than 10 even yeah. i mean even those who firstly were not invited yes yes uh-huh. uh-huh yeah right yeah actually yes and uh, when uh, children are already aware of this practice like self-conscious uh, self-awareness uh, mindfulness then they become uh, when they grow up uh, this leaves this is left with them right and it becomes yeah. a part of their life it's just a like it's a part of being like yeah. today we call it mindfulness or mindful living it's a part of just being mm-hmm. continuously evaluating and continuously uh, you know evaluating yourself so it's about yourself so let's not look at outside we have to continuously see what have i done what yeah. is it in me that is you know bringing this that's really great and i think these kids are lucky who uh, who are taught to do it uh, from their childhood because uh, yes. mostly when we are already grown up we start to analyze to und- to try to understand yes. what is wrong and it takes time more time i think yeah to yes. make a part of our life yeah but, but for kids and they will have less problems and less emotional issues and so on it's really wonderful what you are doing and i think it would be great if it becomes a part also of the creative society such a process of being self aware uh, all the time yes 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 and returning to the question about the creative society would you like to live in such a society absolutely i would love it <laughs> i'm so grateful that i'm a part of this and you've given me this opportunity and hats off to you guys who are doing so much to bring in this whole awareness about people you know because information today has just become we're just bombarded with so much information that we don't know like we're so entangled what to do and what not to do also so i think you definitely need societies and people like you you know to help people uh steer up themselves and get to a path you know which will benefit them and the whole society at large and humankind at large more than anything else yes to understand that we are human and kind uh, at first and of course i totally agree with you that awareness is one of the cornerstones of uh, spreading this information and of 
essential building the creative society. And in our programs, we use the theory of six handshakes uh, that says that we are all connected uh, no more than by six uh, degrees of connection. Uh, like all people in the world. And so we would like, and that's why we are asking our guests to invite someone to our future broadcast. And so who would you like to invite as our next guest? And uh, would this person like to discuss the creative society and share his or her vision? Okay, so I have, uh, I would have a couple of people, but I would have to check on them before I can actually name them, to be honest, you know? Okay, so, okay, it's not a problem. It's it's like we don't demand a name, but we we hope that this chain of handshakes will continue because we yes. never know where it will lead us. It's not that we are picking our guests just uh, that we like you or not, and this is the chain, and it's a yes, really beautiful course. process. Of course, mm. of course, of course. Yeah. Thank you very much. And would you like to wish something to all viewers for watching us? No? who will watch later thank you thank you to everyone thank you to the creative society thank you olga thank you tatiana and thank you everyone who's uh given their time energy and made the effort to be here in the middle of the day and uh this precious time it means a lot you know and thank you yeah Great. Thank you, actually, very much. It's a real honor for us to invite you to that you are with us today and to hear your opinion. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank and I would also like to address our viewers that if you like the Creative Society project, if you want to live in the Creative Society, please visit our website, alatreunites.com, and there you will find this red button, join us. And uh, you can join this project in, in various ways, even if you just like the idea and don't want to do something in the project itself, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is just to, um, to press this button and to support this, at least with, this, with, with your understanding that it's necessary to be done. Because uh, now we are on the first informational stage of building the Creative Society. And uh, that is the time when we have to inform all people about this chance for the humanity. And uh, the quicker we inform this and the quicker people support this idea uh, the more quickly we will we'll become uh, we will go to the next stage and uh, the closer creative society will be to us so that is why please uh, do this don't ignore this point it's very important for our future and uh, another thing that I would like to say is that next uh, Saturday on the 20th of March, uh, there will be a great conference, uh, the, which is called What the Prophets Dreamed Of. And uh, this is a really global event. And uh, then we will meet to discuss this question and to see what prophets uh, dreamed of and what they taught us to, the way they taught us to live. So please uh, join this conference and it will be very interesting and very vital for the future of our humanity. So thank you for watching us and uh, see you.
Thank you so much for this conversation. It was a pleasure meeting you and thanks to everyone who watched us and yeah, see you in our next broadcast and a special next Saturday in a conference. Thank you, dear Delicia. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you. Thank you. We people deserve a better future than this. want to live in peace. Friendship and harmony. Can we people transform the life into symphony? On the face of our kids, we want to see the smile. You want the truth the end of life. We don't need revolutions. We need evolution. What do you choose? This? Or the world of peace? Let's make this world a better place. United we can, if we choose the change of mind, create the real world of humankind. Creative society, what the prophets dreams of. Unifying global conference on March 20, 2021. It is time to create the world that all the prophets dreamed of. The smallest thing that you can do for the better future is to join alatraunites.com platform.